Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. We got ourselves a little Giants-Dolphins preview. I've been to the two most previous Giants-Dolphins game. Won't be at this one, unfortunately. Um, Justin, how are you feeling? And who the hell is going to be our quarterback? I, I be, You know, 10 minutes before we started recording, I was confident. that I was like, oh, wow, Daniel Jones is actually going to play. And then Pat Leonard comes out with a report saying that they're still expecting Glennon to be the starter. So I don't know if this is the most ultimate smoke screen, but also you see Daniel Jones out there throwing and you would assume he's playing. I don't know. I'm so confused and it's Ugh. frustrating me prep wise. Bobby, you know, Tuesday night we recorded and I was hot. I mean, you're, you weren't feeling that well and I'll ask you how you're feeling, but I was hot. I was running hot. Um, and I was mentally prepared last, you know, on Tuesday night and the last time that we hopped in front of a microphone, I was like, I'm mentally preparing myself to be open to the possibility of drafting a quarterback if Jones misses a few weeks. Because that Tom Pelissero report and what was also confirmed by Ian Rappaport is that Jones was not game to game. He was week to week and that Glennon was starting. And now the next day, like literally the next morning and early afternoon on Wednesday, Jones is like, I'm kind of good. <laughs> I'm kind of good. And, you know, he, he Joe Judge didn't even know until like after the game and like on Monday that Jones even had like an injury or a neck problem. And, you know, so we're thinking Tuesday night that Jones is out and, you know, kind of these next few weeks are kind of irrelevant. And we got so excited that things uh, things were going to be a little bit different under Freddie Kitchens. And, oh, what is this offense going to look like to now I'm back in? But now I'm like, I don't know what to think. And it's not fair. The emotions that we're being put through right now at least me how are you how are you feeling I'm all right uh, it's just I I don't know what to expect at the quarterback position although I don't think it changes a ton with the game plan honestly because you know Glennon Glennon's got you know it's it's not it's not Colt McCoy you know where it's like with with Jones to McCoy it's like man there's a, a serious like difference in arm talent where Glennon has good arm talent now he's he's a lot more erratic and he can make some dumber decisions um but it's like Glennon has some arm talent and I actually think it's a decent matchup with Miami like I'm looking forward to playing this Miami defense I know they've been really good the past four weeks um but they've played some bad teams and now the Giants are a bad team too but Miami's played some really bad offenses in that span Baltimore is included in that though yeah but yeah they you know it's a good win versus Baltimore but like you know they beat the Texans the Jets and then um the Panthers um now and again, they are they are the second highest uh, you know blitz rate in the NFL right now at thirty eight percent, and they run those cover zero blitzes. But it's as a team with a bad offensive line, I actually look forward to playing these type of teams more, Justin. Because guess what? We're used to pressure. We're used to having pressure on our QB. But guess what? Now we're getting that pressure, and there's less guys in coverage, and there's more chances for big plays. You know, 
Like, as, as a team with a bad offensive line, I'm looking forward to playing a blitz-heavy team. I really am. Yeah. I know it, it can breed more It can breed more big mistakes, but it also can breed more big plays, and that excites me compared to playing against an Eagles team where they're going to sit back, and with our bad offensive line versus their good defensive line, it's going to be hard to, you know, run as an offense. Yeah, the Dolphins have allowed the most yards in the National Football League this year. Their average depth of target per play given up on defense in terms of when teams throw the ball against them, that's really high. Um, and they're ranked 26th as a defense in allowing the explosive pass play. So, you know, their bottom quarter in the National Football League at allowing the big explosive pass play. Against the Eagles, you know, I'm sitting here saying, you know what, I expect a few 15 to 19 yard plays and stuff like that. And, you know, we'll take what a defense can give us. But this is a game where I know the Dolphins blitz a lot. I know they pressure the quarterback a lot. But this is a game where I am fully, fully expecting big explosive plays. And I want to see a few. I want to see a few big explosive plays. Um, you saw it a little bit with Freddie Kitchens with the crossing routes over the middle of the field. That led You should yards. kill him this week. You should kill him with those this That's week. That's exactly how you beat a, a blitz-heavy defense is play action, play action, play action, regardless of whether that running game is working. Play action, play action, play action to death and crossing routes over the middle of the field. That should be the game plan against this Miami defense. Well, and just, you know, not not running timing concepts, which is what the Jason Garrett offense was built around, where it's, like you said, you have those crossing routes that are multiple window throws, where a curl route is, it's very, like, has to be at perfect timing. There's only a certain window you can throw it in, where, you know, a crossing route, we saw Slayton get some yak. We saw John Ross get some yak. Um, Shepard you know, is going to be back, hopefully, this week, you know? Th- and then they huge. ran, yeah, I want to talk about that, but, like, even, like, running slant flats, which they did a ton versus... Uh, Philly, which works versus, versus zone and man coverage, but even works better versus man coverage because it's such an easy read when they're blitzing. It's like, okay, I just I gotta get this, I gotta get this slant out. I know pressure's coming. I might have to throw it off my back foot, but I know I got this slant. I know it's there. Um, you know, you get into trouble when they have those guys lined up and they drop back. But I feel like you gotta kind of avoid third down um, to get out of those situations. Yeah, yeah first and second down efficiency. Yeah, Shep practice. Uh, on on Thursday, if he can play, Tony, I'm not expecting to play. Tony would be a game changer for yeah. this game. He really would. Like, is this a – all right, this might – Tell me. I'd almost rather have Tony with Glennon than no than, than Jones with no Tony. You know what I mean? Because, like, I feel like Tony can be a game changer in yeah. this game. Sold in Dallas, you know. Because you don't need to have great – you don't need to have great QB play to get the ball out quick to Tony versus man coverage. You know what I mean? For the purposes of winning Actually, this game. Actually, I don't game, believe that. But no, I, but I was, I do- no, for, no it's, it's kind of a pseudo good point because for the purposes of winning this game, having Tony with Glennon is awesome because just having Tony with the yards after the catch and also imagine Kadarius Tony in an offense that is sort of good at getting yards after the catch like Freddie Kitchens, which is different play calling tendencies. But at this point, just from an evaluation standpoint, it's more important to have Daniel Jones out there, no matter who the wide receivers are. So, and and if Shep plays that, that makes a huge difference too. Yeah. You know, like it'd rather have you know, I I don't believe that, but I, but like part of it creeps into me because I just think how that's how big of, of an impact Tony yeah. could make on this game. But eighty percent um, catch rate Shep is a, is a thing, and you know we we've said it for two years now, and it's been unfortunate about how much time that he's missed, but. Shepard, when he's on the field, is also tremendously important to Daniel Jones, too, where that's like his guy, that's his target, that's his security blanket. So that's very, very important to have, especially if there's a blitz that's coming 
and there's pressure and guys are breathing down Daniel Jones's neck, you know, hey, where's Sterling Shepard? I know what I know exactly where he's going to be on the field because we have such a good connection. And then that's the guy that could be open in the intermediate part of the field for you. As far as our O-line versus their D-line, obviously left guard through right tackle is going to be bad, but I'm actually looking forward to seeing Andrew Thomas versus Jalen Phillips. Jalen Phillips' last couple games, he's put up some really good numbers, like four sacks, like seven tackles. Like His his numbers the last two games are better than his previous uh, ten. Um, and I think Thomas can shut him down. I really do. I think like I, I really want the Dolphins fan base, who's probably like super hyped for Jalen Phillips right now, to be brought down back to brought back down the earth with Andrew Thomas facing him. I would love it. Let's do it. Um, and then Emmanuel Ogba versus Nate Solder will be an issue. Um, Nate which, Solder versus anybody. You know, <laughs> I, yeah, an issue. I'm. I, I feel. I think I'm going to retire the Nate Solder versus Matt Parrott conversation. It's like Rob Sale came out and said, "Listen, we just think he's better." Okay. Like I'm. I'm just going to retire. It's like, and, and also, it's not like I think Parrott's going to be something great. And he, and his criticism of Parrott are true. You know. It's like I don't think Parrot's gonna be great. I'm just I'm just retiring this conversation. Yeah, we, we're gonna have a new right tackle next year, and it won't be either one of those two. I'm with you. All right. Um, anything else on our offense? Want to see more points? Uh, this is this is the game where I want to see it Word. start. I don't I don't care who's that quarterback. Uh, I I really don't. I don't care if it is Glenn, and I don't care if it is Jones. Um, you know, give me more than twenty points. Uh, now that's that shouldn't be a a crazy ask, but I kind of feel like it is. Give me more than 20 points this game. This is a game at which the Giants' offense, I know the offensive line is bad and the Dolphins blitz a lot, so you would think that doesn't match up well, but get the ball to Kenny Galladay deep down the field. Sterling Shepard's back. He's your security blanket. Darius Slayton is also a threat down the field. You know, he, he's, he is a capable wide receiver. Get these guys the football. Evan Ingram, use him vertically down the field. There's a way to get these guys footballs and... You saw last week how Freddie Kitchens ran those 15-plus yard deep concepts, and even if you're not throwing the ball deep, there are still some things that can be open underneath for yards after the catch opportunity. So stretch the field. It opens up things underneath, but also take those shots as well. This Dolphins defense has allowed the most yards in the National Football League. I want to see some yards. I want to see a good offensive day. I really do. I didn't realize that they've given up the most yards in the NFL this year. Yeah. Yeah. All right. As far as their offense, Waddle's the one that scares me. You know, especially with the you know type of play style that Tua has right now, where Tua has the second at thirty third out of thirty four with average depth of target, only only shorter, only longer than Jared Goff, and Waddle. They've been getting Waddle in the quick game. You know, Waddle's you know you would think Waddle's a big play machine, fifteen yards per catch. He's not even averaging ten yards per catch. You know, he's averaging uh, less than ten. Uh, you know, averaging about six catches, 63, 63 yards a game. They're getting it to him quick and allowing him to get yak. Like for wide receiver, he has, wide receivers, he has the 10th most yak in the NFL this year. Um, you know, 77 catches on, on the season for, you know, 760 yards. Like Waddle worries me, and I don't think Adore Jackson is going to play, and that's what makes me worry more. Because, like, are we going to have Bradbury playing him on that off coverage? Because I don't know if that's going to work. Like you kind of – like if if I'm Patrick Graham – with the way Tua plays, like my 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 number one goal this week is like, how are we going to disrupt Jalen Waddle? Like, is, yeah. do you put Aaron Robinson on him and jam him up and have safeties over the top, or you know, have you know linebackers playing underneath on his routes? Like, he is priority number one for me this week, way more than a Mike Gesicki type. Yeah, especially because of Dory Jackson's uh, probably not playing, um, and James Bradbury is not exactly not exactly the type of corner that you would want on a quick 
tiny, speedy Jalen Waddle. My approach, Bobby, now this is not really something the Giants do, but my approach to kind of halt a guy like Jalen Waddle is James Bradbury, you're bigger, you're more physical than him, jam him at the line. Jam him at the line, disrupt the timing, disrupt the timing of the play, disrupt the timing of the route, and keep up with them after that. I mean, th- that's that's the approach. That's how my kind of simple-minded brain thinks about it. Is that a, is that a good approach? That is a good approach, and Patrick Graham even talked about it. Um, he actually talked about just that, you know, where it's like James Bradbury has the ability to disrupt guys at the front, and that can get a QB off of that read. Yeah. You know, where a guy can win the route later later on in the play, but that QB has already kind of moved on from that wide receiver. You know, you, and you see Devontae Smith in the, you know, the end of the – the, the end of the Eagles game where it's like, oh, he's open, which actually McKinney was over the top. I don't know if he would have made the play, but he was over the top. Um, so like there, you, I would, I, but I also think Patrick Graham is going to throw a bunch of different things at Tua because Tua is still a young QB. I know the past two games, he's completed over 80% of his passes, but Tua is a QB who can still be taken advantage of. You can throw different looks at him, you know, rotate your coverages, you know, play too high, buzz, buzz one of the safety downs, Yep. you know, play, have the corners replace the safety, like, Throw different stuff at Tua, and that's how you can lead to turnovers. Because, uh, again, Tua's been good the past couple of weeks, but he's still a young QB who I think can be taken advantage of yeah. by a guy like Patrick Graham. Yeah, Tua's been very efficient. So, you know, what's, what scares me from the standpoint of what the Giants' weaknesses have been so far this year is that the Dolphins' offense, you know, they have the potential to run a lot of plays on this Giants' defense. Uh, but I am confident in... You know, when the Dolphins maybe cross the 50 or when they get into the field goal range, when they get into the red zone, when the field shrinks, it just gets harder to move the ball, and that's when the Giants' defense can really clamp down. Uh, but, you know, this is a game where I would – I I do really want to see a complete game on both sides of the ball. You know, spoiler, spoiler you know, no shit Sherlock, but this is a game where you know, sometimes when you play the Bucks, I'm not expecting a good defensive game. You know, when you play Pat Mahomes, oh, you know, we can allow big plays here or there. But against this, the way that we match up against this Dolphins defense and the way that we match up against this Dolphins offense, you know, two is efficient, but let's shut him down. Let, let's, sh- let's shut down this young guy who's been very efficient, 70% completion rate. He's one of the best at throwing RPOs in the NFL this year, you know, but let's, let's take advantage of it and let's have a good, let's have a good game on both sides of the ball. Good complete a, game. A month ago, this team was one and seven, you know, like this, this should be a team that the Giants should walk into expecting to win. Yep. Um, now Mike Glennon being a quarterback hinders that, I, I think a good, a good bit, but if, but maybe Daniel Jones plays, I don't know. Um, literally just been going back and forth on diagnosis on Daniel Jones all week. Gun, gun to your head, gun to your head. Does he I play wish. yes or no? Um, no, cause the most recent one I heard was that he's not from Pat Leonard. For me, it's yes. I, I think, I think he plays. It's not what Pat Leonard says. I know. I know. Mike Lennon's going to be available to the media on Friday. But they both will be. I think they're going to both be available to the media on Friday. I'm no Jones was available on Wednesday. They're not going to have him be available twice in one week. Hmm. I think he's going to play. We'll see. I'm I'm really interested to see how we can stop their run offense because their run offense sucks. Um, but they still do stick to run the run a good bit, especially when they have a lead. And you hear that in the interview. Um, 3.6 yards per carry. Second yeah. worst in the NFL. Dex, Leo. And by the way, I, my criticism of Leo on the on the Monday pod was unwarranted. He actually had a good game. Dex, on the other hand, didn't. Okay. Um, let's make some plays up the middle. It's a bad offensive line. Stop the run on your own this week. It's very I have doable. A, 
I have a my giant factor is related to that. Okay, beautiful. I'm excited to see Aziz because Aziz kind of he thrives against bad offensive lines. Um, so I'm I'm excited to see see Aziz this week. Yeah, it's been um, a minute. I feel like it's been a minute since anybody on the defense has gotten a sack. So <laughs> Austin Johnson got one last week. Don't talk about him too much, please. Okay. Um, <laughs> who how, did we get any sacks versus Tampa? No, I, I I don't I don't even think Tom Brady. Uh, I don't think we even put a finger on him. I mean, none of our defensive tackles did. None of our edges did. Did did we get like a safety blitz? I don't. Wow. Ju- Julian Love got half a sack with Austin Johnson last week. I think that's how they. Split but I'm it, talking so. about the Tampa game. Did no, Tom Brady I, get I sacked at all? I don't think so. You know, Tom Brady had 29 pass attempts in the first half and nothing. So beautiful. Um, all right, you got anything else? No. Let's. Uh, hey. We're four and seven, five and seven. Let's go two games under five hundred. Uh, Giants have kind of a difficult, weird two weeks because they're not returning home. Where, you know, whenever they start to travel to Miami, my jammy, as I like to call it, they're not going to return home for a few weeks because then they're going to go to L.A. and I think they're going to practice at the University of Arizona. So they got a funky couple weeks coming up where they have two away games, a home game another two away games, and then they come back home for the final game of the season. So let's do it. Let's rock and roll. Let's win a ball game. Uh, I don't care who's that quarterback. I hope Jones is there, but I want to win. I want to flat out. I just want to freaking win. Try not to sneeze. Oh, please do. Speaking of sneezing and Aziz Ojolari and the Nets being the Knicks, football fans, I'm sure – God, it's got to suck for Knicks fans because eventually they will beat the Nets, even though they haven't in, in like 760 days. I also think KD is like 17-3 and three in his career against the Knicks. I think that's a stat. Or yeah, I mean, one day it's going to happen, and my mentions will turn, you know, they will people will go at me and make fun of me, but it's like, I, so I just keep on waiting for it to happen since, you know, like, I think since this podcast has started, I don't think the Knicks have beat the Nets, honestly. I mean, don't, don't hold your breath. Um, You know, so eventually it'll happen. And, but until then, football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once. Uh, a single point scored. Wow. Giants-Dolphins might not be the game to bet on that one. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Wow, that is just freaking awesome. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code JOHNBOY. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code JOHNBOY this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Do you think there's like any like listeners who are just Giants, fan, Giants fans that have no clue what John Boy media is? You're like what, John Boy? What does that even mean? I'm sure there's a, I'm sure there's a decent portion. Yeah, but I feel like they might not be like John Boy Media people, but they know who, the large majority know who John Boy Media is because of us. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum five dollar deposit and one dollar wage required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. And now we welcome on Brian Cat of on the Finside podcast come on pay attention in there let's go we got a beautiful day work 
Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right. We now welcome on trying to meet our opponent, Cat from on the uh, on the Fin Side podcast at Brian Cat NFL. Brian, uh, we got both. We're both two teams that kind of have some New England uh, resemblances, and I do want to talk about like Patrick Graham. Uh, you know the him moving. Uh, f- thank you, thank you for coming on, and I'll, I'll kick it right off. The Dolphins are second in blitz percentage, and that's all we hear is they're gonna they're gonna put pressure. They're gonna put pressure. What type of blitzes are these though from Brian Flores? Are they the like the Ravens cover zero blitzes consistently, or is it like you guys know Patrick Graham like to do a lot of the zone blitzes where he may be dropping an edge out and and sending a nick like you know replacement blitzes? What like what is the identity of like that uh, blitzing defense? The what you can really expect is the Dolphins to do a lot of cover zero blitzing. What the, what you'll see if they do what they've been doing for the last five weeks is you'll see a lot of times seven players lining up on the line of scrimmage and you'll see defensive linemen, linebackers, defensive backs, so that when the ball is snapped, sometimes they come at you with all seven, but a lot of times too, that they'll fake that look and maybe just bring one guy and drop the rest and their linebackers and their defensive backs are are fast enough to get back into those passing lanes. So that is what the giants should see in this. And, you know, now that Mike Lennon's starting at quarterback, having somebody with having a veteran who is six foot six, that really worked well for Joe Flacco a couple of weeks ago, even though Joe Flacco is not the best quarterback because he was able to see that and stare down the gun barrel and, and get the ball into, uh, into one-on-one coverages. Well, it's actually, it's been a whirlwind with our quarterback situation. It looks like Daniel Jones might be playing on, on, on oh. Sunday. It, it, it okay. was reported it was reported that Mike Lennon was starting and then he's he's at practicing and the coaches are making it seem like he's going to play but they it's not a guarantee maybe it's a smoke screen I, I don't know um who would you but, rather have oh DJ easily yeah that's what I thought I, I mean yeah. I I was gonna say a hurt Daniel Jones against Mike Lennon I figured you'd still rather have Jones especially to know what you have as opposed to somebody and- who's who's played for six teams in six years and we just changed our office of coordinator which is like these next six games evaluating jones are important because i thought i thought jason garrett was the biggest hindrance to this offense more so than a bad o-line or jones itself or 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 a bad running game um now the miami you guys have been on you know a four-game winning streak do you think that's more of like the just the competition and then you know you get a, a nice win versus the ravens or is it like has something clicked with the dolphins team so a little of both. So one thing the Dolphins have gotten back to is what you alluded to before is getting back to that cover zero heavy blitzing. I don't know why they ever stopped, but really toward the end of last year, they stopped blitzing all the time. And it's not like it got figured out. They they started or they stopped blitzing so much during a winning streak last year. And then they came out so vanilla on defense. So you look at the last few games. I mean, yeah, they've had a cupcake schedule other than the Ravens. I mean, they beat the Texans. They had the impressive win over the Ravens. Then they beat the jets. And now last week at home against Carolina, they beat up on cam Newton. So yeah, they have had an easy schedule, but they've also allowed just 46 points in the last four games with nine turnovers by just getting back to that heavy heat, blitzing and moving the defensive backs up on the line of scrimmage as opposed to allowing them to get more into their routes so i mean you're talking about the success of the defense 
it's overall in the season, it's kind of a middle of the pack. What if, what are ways that like a team, like if you're the Giants offensive coordinator, what are you trying to like do to get success versus a, you know, a heavy blitz Miami defense? Sure. And I think it's really important too that what's, what's the latest on Sterling Shepard and Kadarius Tony? Uh, I, they didn't, they're going to work with trainers on what, as we're saying Thursday, it doesn't look good for either one of them, which I feel like Tony would have been huge for this game because of all, you know, because of the blitz heavy defense. 100% agree on that. I thought if they were able to spread the field out, get Sterling Shepard and Kadarius Tony back in the mix to pair with Slayton and Evan Ingram and uh, Kenny Galladay, that would have been huge because when, when the dolphins are sending that cover zero blitz, the other side of that is if you get one-on-one coverage or you get a receiver to catch a pass and break a tackle, it could be a 60-yard touchdown. We saw that a couple of weeks ago where Joe Flacco connected several times with receivers, one of which was a 64-yard touchdown to Elijah Moore, which was nothing special. He just caught a pass, broke a tackle, um, or, or excuse me, beat Byron Jones on that play, and he was gone. And that's that's the other side of this cover zero defense. Where I think the Giants might be in trouble as far as matchups is if they're depending on Darius Slayton and Kenny Galladay on the outside to beat that one-on-one coverage from Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. Yeah, and that's why, you know, when whenever we're, the Giants are facing a cover zero blitz, you know, I get excited because not because it's like, like it's tough, it's difficult, you're going to be under pressure and there's a lot more chance of making mistakes. But to me, it's like, okay, well, that there's also a lot better chance for big plays. And that's why I think, like you mentioned, Tony and Shepard would probably be the two more valuable receivers more so than Galladay um, if they were playing and which stinks them being out. Uh, Last thing on the defense, Phillips, the last two games, he's put up better numbers than the rest of his season combined. Now it's also been against two really bad offensive lines in Carolina. Like, you know, we have no pass rush. We were able to rush the passer versus Carolina. And then the Jets also. Do you, you, you told me before he lines up in the left tackle, Andrew Thomas, who's been playing really well. Do you see that continuing or is it like, hey, he kind of, he kind of took advantage of some bad offensive line play? So last week, Jalen Phillips had three sacks and it should have been at least four. Um, he didn't quite get credit for one of them. And he was close on a few others. It was a if you just look at it at face value, a great performance, but also the Panthers could not pick up a stunt to save their life. And that's what contributed to that success. So, um, so I see it being a very good matchup with Andrew Thomas, who had he fallen one more spot, there were rumors that the dolphins may have considered Andrew Thomas, even with Tua on the board and, you know, a big powerful player. I see that being a good matchup. And probably one that favors the Giants a little bit, because even though Phillips is a a big dude who can run, he hasn't quite mastered the speed rush yet. And that, if I'm not mistaken, would probably be the weakest part of Andrew Thomas's game because he's such a big, powerful guy. So I don't think Phillips is going to win the strength matchup against Thomas. And that is one of the more intriguing matchups to watch in this game. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Tom, Thomas has been really good this year, and he got better as the year went along. Um, last good hands season. too, huh? Good hands too. Yeah, yeah, and that was that was something that he needed to get better at. Offensively, Tua the last couple of games is completing over eighty percent of his passes. Um, before that, it's kind of up and down. Where a good game, but you know, would have some turnovers. What is like the feeling, just total feeling around Tua right now? And do you think like what he's done the last couple of weeks will be consistent going forward? You know, there's a lot of heavy support for Tua right now for a couple of reasons. Number one, 
the a lot of Dolphins fans, myself included, do not agree with the way Tua has been developed. When you put a young, you, to me, you either do one of two things at, at the quarterback position for a rookie: you let him sit and learn, or you put him in and let him and and let him sink or swim. The Dolphins instead have been were taking Tua in and out of the lineup. They did it three times over the last two years, and they put him behind a historically bad offensive line. So he has a lot of supporters based on that situation, as well as bringing Deshaun Watson into the conversation when that's a whole different story of, you know, he wasn't going to be available anyway. Um, But the other part of it too, is you look at Tua over the last two games, he has completed 40, 43 of 47 passes with a clean pocket. And if you take a look at that and say, okay, if we build an offensive line around this guy, that accuracy is going to, Uh, you may not complete 90% of your passes from a clean pocket, but that accuracy is certainly there. So right now two is being looked at as a very accurate quarterback, as long as he can get the time to throw. And he has gotten more time over the last few weeks. So with, with that, if you know, you're Patrick Graham, obviously some familiarity there. Um, Although he has kind of changed to more of the too high stuff that the NFL seeing this season, how would you attack Tua as a defensive coordinator with, and, and considering the Giants don't really have the pass rush to rush with four. Disguise blitzes as well as you can, because he is still a young quarterback. And I think they also have the advantage too, of having Leonard Williams and uh, Dexter Lawrence pushing in on the inside. If you can, if you can have that push on the Dolphins interior line, which isn't incredibly difficult. Um, and you also can design some exotic blitzes that's how you can sandwich him from both sides. And we've seen that here this season, but you take a look at the last, uh, you know, couple of weeks here, the Panthers didn't do a great job after the first couple of quarters or excuse me, after the first couple of drives getting pressure on two. And then the week before the jets have no pass rush. So he hasn't seen a lot of pass rush for most of the last two weeks. So the more exotic the giants can get with their pass rush, it's, it's going to be better and it's going to allow their defensive backs who I'm really impressed by over the last few weeks to, to get on the dolphins receivers. Seems like every week I'm seeing a metric of, you know, one of those charts where it's pass block win rate and PFF uh, O-line blocking grades, even though I don't re- I don't subscribe to PFF grades and you see the giants and the dolphins down in the bottom corner. Is, is that kind of, is, is the offensive line kind of that bad right now? Yes. Um, one thing that has helped offset that a bit is that they've stuck with the running game a little bit more in recent weeks, but that again, the dolphins have only trailed for about a quarter in the last four weeks to any of their opponents. So that's allowed them to set up that running game. And by setting up that run game, there's a little bit, the defense events have a little bit more to think about as opposed to just peeling, you know, pinning their ears back and, and getting to the quarterback, which they were doing for the first you know, seven weeks of the year. But to answer your question, four of the five Dolphins starters, in my opinion, are unplayable. Uh, Liam Eikenberg has been okay the last two games, but overall not good enough, has the short arm length. Actually compared him a lot to Justin Pugh, the former Giant, in that respect. And that, you know, Pugh didn't, I don't think, played left tackle at all, just played right tackle and guard. Eikenberg, I think, should be in the same situation. Austin Jackson's terrible. Austin Ryder is terrible. Jesse Davis is worse. So Robert Hunt is the only, to me, playable 
guy on this line. The Dolphins in the offseason need to figure their offensive tackle position out on both sides so they can push Liam Eikenberg and, and keep Austin Jackson inside to compete at left guard. Yeah, I mean, right now the Giants are Andrew Thomas is really good, and then left guard through right tackle, they're not they're not NFL starters. Uh, Justin told me you're a draft guy. I was pretty shocked you guys took Austin Jackson that first that early. Were you were you just as shocked? I was irate when they took Austin Jackson and at 18. And this is not just revisionist history here. I didn't understand it at the time because when. I mean, I, I watched just about every snap Austin Jackson played his last year at USC, and he faced three draftable opponents that year. It was Julian Acora from Notre Dame, who went in the third round to you guys. Oh, no, excuse me, to the Lions he went, excuse yeah. me. Um, Romeo Acora was also with, yeah, that, that's where I was Yeah, going. yeah. So, <laughs> so Julian Acora, Bradley and I, and A.J. Epineza, he went up against at USC his final year. He got roasted by all three guys. And I thought, how can you take this guy as a 20-year-old who faced NFL competition last year and got destroyed, but have him be the guy that comes in at left tackle and takes over for Laramie Tunzel? He's been really bad. But the other side of that is Liam Eikenberg hasn't really been much better. So the left side of the Dolphins offensive line is certainly hurting. Um, their other draft picks the last two years have looked started to look really good. So it's a shame that they didn't nail those two picks. Yeah, we did a film review of him versus AJ Epinesa, and I, you know, we weren't the biggest Epinesa fans, but we're like, he clearly won this. In fact, I think that's the most hate we've ever gotten on a video. It, we sometimes we go back and read the comments of that. It's just Bills fans and Dolphins fans fighting back and forth uh, for for a couple, you know, just just like hundreds of them. Oh, I believe it. Cat, I appreciate you uh, jumping on with us. Where can people find you if they're looking to get their Dolphins fix? Sure, if. On Twitter, you can follow us on the fin side, all spelled out. And I'm Brian Cat NFL. And yeah, I mean, you and Justin do a great job. I, I really appreciate you you having me on here. And uh, yeah, if you ever need any Dolphins news or or anything like that, feel free to reach out. No doubt. Thanks. No holds bad. He was he took me in the low post and won, but I think we had on the varsity. All right, thanks, Brian, for coming on. Make sure to go give him a follow, folks. It's time. It's time for the beautiful weather down in Miami with Danny King. And not weather that gets you sick like in scumbag New Jersey. Danny, how's the weather looking like in Miami this week? I really wish I was going to this Miami game. I wish I, I was too, but I can't because I'm sick. That's unfortunate. New, because of New Jersey. You would have I'm... never gone to three Giants games in a row. You, and you hate Miami. I was thinking about yeah. it. You hate I mean, Miami. I love that city. I like Miami more than New Jersey. Yeah. Well, I mean, you would have liked the weather this Sunday because it's going to be, what, 80 degrees? This is more your style. You don't have to deal with that little cold weather, you know, a little rain. No, it didn't rain. It was just very cold up in Medlife. It's it 80 snowed. degrees. It snowed. It was it's not that cold. Yeah. It's, it's actually 80, pretty good. It's 80 degrees. It's sunny. The wind's Eight. 10 miles per hour. It's just your average floor of the game. Nothing special. Great. Miami never gets cold. Like where I'm at, it gets cold sometimes. Miami just doesn't get cold. What's cold definition wise for you? Like it'll get into the 40s and 50s for us. Okay, all right, that's fair. Miami that's doesn't. Fair, like Miami's morning. like lowest is like 60s, 70s. Um, because they're just they're I mean they're four hours south of where I'm at. Yeah. Um, when it does, every once in a while it will get cold in Miami, and the iguanas fall out of the trees. Oh yeah. I always love seeing those. Suit. Like, why are all these iguanas falling? It's like, well, because it's cold. You do this every single year. 
Now, are they dead? Or do they, like, come back when the weather gets warm? I don't know. Um, <laughs> then the oranges freeze. It becomes a big issue. Not the oranges, then the economy. Yeah, it's big. It's big for the economy. It's a big deal. Orange, oranges, vitamin D. And the iguanas. And the iguanas. Yeah. Can we start a GoFundMe for the iguanas? Iguanas are pretty cool. Um, I just realized, like, like football podcasts got to be a thing right now because baseball's in a lockout. So, like, what else are you going to do? You're going to talk about the five greatest plays in Yankees history? No, you're going to want to listen to the weather. Yeah, screw baseball. What are they going to do on MLB Network? Not to get too off track, but they can't show, like, current highlights of current players. They what are they going to do? It's going to be a labor network. <laughs> you just watch old games. Um, I'm pretty sure you can show. I don't even know. who. I, no. I could, to be honest, I don't care. Yeah. Danny, what's the trivia this week? Uh, who has the most receiving touchdowns in a single game against Miami? Is it Odell? Justin, do you have an answer? I feel like it's not Odell. I feel like that's too obvious. In a single game versus my jammy, it's certainly not coming from the 2007 game. No. <laughs> um, Eli rushing touchdown in that game. I kind of want to say Victor Cruz. Um, eh, I don't know, Danny. Uh, my, my, bet, my guess is Victor Cruz, but that's not correct. I'm going to say Odell, Monday Night Football 2015. I went obvious this week. I did go Odell. I feel Ooh. like we haven't. I feel like Odell hasn't been brought up recently, so I decided you know just sprinkle him in there. Uh, what he had two touchdowns that game against. People Miami. are asking if Odell ruined the Rams. Uh, I think he did. Zero percent winning I, percentage with Odell. I, I need Odell's father to be out on Facebook calling him out. Yeah, uh, two touchdowns, seven passes, one hundred sixty-six yards on Monday Night Football. In how do you say, it, Justin? My jammy. My jammy. That's how it goes. But that, uh, that was a great Monday night game. I really enjoyed it. I was, it was there. 30, that was a fun game. It was like, what, 34 or 31 24, something along those lines? That was a very good Monday night game. Yeah, it definitely was. All right. Um, I have a clip on my Instagram of that. And you can see, you can actually see, I, I can't I think it was Rashad James running the ball. And you see Eric Flowers just get lit up. All right. What's the, uh, what's the handle again so I can go look at that? At Bobby Skinner underscore on Instagram. Oh, okay. okay. Thank you. Bad guy. All right. Fantasy draft. We draft players from the the team the Giants are playing and the Giants, obviously. Daniel will be picking first last week. He took he lost command of the lead. It was a you know a point eight point difference. He had an eleven point nine point game last week. He's eight points back at four hundred three point three. Justin will be picking second. He's still in last place, but he is chipping away. He mm-hmm. won the week last week with thirty four points. He's forty eight points back. And then myself off of a 20.7 point uh, performance, I'm in first at 411.4. So Danny can retake the lead, but it's not going to happen. But Danny, if you do, it's going to really pick number one matters the most. Who is your pick number one? This is a tough one. This is really a tough one. I'm honestly, I'm going to have to go with the hot hand right now. And that is back-to-back 20-point games. Giants offense is going to be much different this week, probably, but I'm going to have to rock with Jalen Waller this week. I just can't pass up Jalen Waller just sitting there for me. He's too good. He's been playing well recently. Tua and him got the connection going. And, he, well, there's potential for a, a decent-sized play over there. So I'm going to take Jalen. And plus, with Dory Jackson out, who knows how the secondary is going to look this week. Uh, is Dory Jackson going to be out? That's the expectation, right? Yes. My career. So, yeah, give me Jalen Waller this week to have a, I say, big boy touchdown. Unfortunate big boy touchdown, might I add. I had him up first on my big board, so I, I, I agree with this pick. I picked the Bobby big board correctly. Let's freaking go. I also Justin. made a big board this week, and Uh-oh. this is how we know that I'm going to lose because I made said big board. Um, Jalen Waddle was also first on my big board. Two weeks in a row, I'm going to go with my guy, and he, you know, he kind of helped me out last week. Whoa, Danny King is just threw a middle finger up. You didn't see it. Nobody saw it. No one saw it. That, that's an accusation. Oh, my gosh. 
Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay is going to be, I think he was my number three pick last week, or was, where, where was I ranked? Where was I picking last week, Bobby? How first. does this work? Oh, I picked first. I must have taken Kenny Galladay first. So, two weeks in a row, I'm rocking with Kenny Galladay. Hey, he got seven quality targets last week. You know, only three, four catches. Let's get some more catches. Let's get some more targets in a game where the Dolphins are allowing that average depth of targets a little higher up. Give me Kenny Galladay, and I'm feeling really good about that. I actually had Kenny Galladay second on He's my He's got to that one week. I agree. I, it, it, Galladay was kind of uh, enticing. After those two, it kind of drops off a little bit because it's just inconsistent players. Um, now, for the Giants' bias, I'm going to take who's number four on my big board, and that's Saquon Barkley. Wow. I mean, who who – like, he's guaranteed touches, obviously. You know, he's going to be using the receiving game a little bit. You know, so if he gets three catches for 28 yards, that's 5.8. Plus, if he has, you know, fit like, he's, I, he's, he's a guaranteed point getter. Where I don't think anyone else really is besides Gaskin and Gasecki. And Gasecki was third on my big board, so but I'm gonna be taking him next, but I wanted to take the Giants player first. So Gasecki, Mike Gasecki, he is uh and I like Gasecki um a lot. He is he is no, he is my second pick with my fourth overall pick, even though he was third on my big board. But I picked Saquon first for the Giants bias. Um yeah, I mean Gasecki's a good player. He's their number two uh receiving option on that team. Um so yeah, I'm going Mike Gasecki. With my pick, Justin, what? Who you got next? I mean, you pick Saquon. Saquon's the 39th ranked fantasy running back, and I'm going to be oh. picking Miles Gaskin. Oh. Miles Gaskin is the 16th ranked fantasy oh. running back this year, and I just feel like I absolutely got a steal. So Gasecki's off the board. So give me Gaskin. He was ranked fourth on my big board, and I'm getting him fifth. That's not great value. Stop pretending. Um, Danny, you got back to back picks. Oh boy, oh boy. This Maybe is where... if you're really lucky, you'll get the guy who's fifth on your big board with the sixth pick. Well, I'm going to take I'm gonna take Evan Ingram this week. I'm going to take him here. <laughs> yeah, laugh. It's going to work out perfectly for me. Clip that. No, I think Evan, I, I still rock with Evan Ingram. He, had, he gets targets. He gets catches these days. He'll drop one because I think he dropped one last week. That almost turned into a pick for Avante Maddox. It didn't work out for Avante, unfortunately. And then from here... I know he was added last minute, and I'm gonna quickly do the quick punch in. Devonte Parker. You know what? I think I'm, I think I might take Parker because I think he is on my actual fantasy team. Is he? He has been activated off IR though, but he said resume practice on Wednesday. <sighs> yeah, give me Devonte. Back to Devonte Parker. Last time we played the Dolphins, Janoris Jenkins was my giant factor because of Devonte Parker. Because I mean, Devonte. When he plays, he gets points. Yeah, he he puts up a little bit of production when he plays, and the Dolphins really don't have anybody consistent at that wide receiver two spot. Like, it would be Waddle and Gusecki, and then nobody else was really a realistic option at wide receiver two. Um, And Gusecki's a tight end, so good pick in Parker. Justin, your third pick. But the fact that this guy is still here, Sterling Shepard's still around? No, he got picked. He got got picked. picked. All right. Who picked? Oh, it was Bobby. (laughs) All right, they give no. me Darius Slate. No, I was lying. Shepard's there. Ah, oh, come on. I legitimately, I thought Shepard was taken. I all right, give me Sterling Shepard. Uh, you know, this is the his first game back, and you know, regardless of you know who's that quarterback, I hope it's Daniel Jones. Security blanket. We talked about him in the first half of the show. I feel like getting Sterling Shepard at this point is pretty good value. I'm coming. Yeah, back. Yeah, he is, but I I got burned by not picking someone 
that p- played last week in Kadarius Tony. So I was, I might have, I probably would have taken Shep with my last pick. So I am a little disappointed that he went to, off the to board. To be fair, I balanced it out with the uh, penny pick. So and I oh I forgot the L. That's on me. Bad guy move. Forgot to have the L on my. Oh come on. Oh, what we made a bet right, didn't we? Yeah. Hang on, Bobby, it, make your pick. I'm gonna quickly grab an L. Okay. Um. All right, so my last two picks. Guy who's six on my big board. I'm going Darius Slayton. And then with my final pick, I'm gonna I'm gonna stall until Danny King gets back. Because I actually don't know what I'm gonna do. Because next on my big big board is technically Albert Wilson, but John Ross excites me, and then I could kind of hedge the Darius Slayton with John Ross. But then their backup tight end Durham Smythe could be it, or I could get I could play the Chris Myrak uh, revenge game angle. And go. I might go with Chris Myrick. I really might. I really might go with Chris Myrick. Like he's was Myrick just picked? I'm thinking about it. He's it's a revenge game versus the Dolphins. In fact, I entered the interview and he asked me like, "What what's what's up with Chris Myrick?" I was like, "We love him. Um, <laughs> we love him." Sheesh. What am I gonna pick? I really don't know who I'm gonna pick. My big board says Albert Wilson. My heart says Chris Myrick. And then my big board pl- slash heart tells me John Ross. I'm sticking to the big board, Albert Wilson. Ooh. And I'm regretting it as I wrote it down. He, he, yeah, he, he, he's boomer bust. Durham uh, Smythe is uh, who is the guy that was next on my big board. Are you picking him? Am I up? Yeah. Yes. No, give me John Ross. Screw it. Let me get a John Ross. Who doesn't drop the ball anymore, which is pretty fun. Like, he doesn't drop the ball anymore. And, he and that was like, your summer talking point. This guy makes Evan Ingram look like a saint. He did. And Evan Ingram doesn't <laughs> drop the ball either. Yeah. Evan Ingram's coming for that uh, five-year, $100 million contract. Um, So Darius Slade is still on the board, right? No, I picked him while you were going. Wow. Uh, do I want to follow Justin's big board right now? That's risky move. That's risky business. That's yeah, no, I'm, I'm losing this week. This is bad that I made the big board. The Giants have just no one left in my opinion. Uh, do they? No, not really. Devontae Booker, Chris Myrick. No, nah, nah. Uh, Chris Myrick, love you. Not taking you, though. Uh, Come on, take Chris Myrick. I can't do that because I already did it last week when I didn't take, um, what's his name? Uh... If you would have taken okay, Chris no, Myrick instead of Elijah Penny, you would have won last week. I, I guess I could have. I didn't know Chris Myrick was a human being until uh, Sunday at 1 o'clock. I'm going to take Durham Smythe. Or Durham Smythe? How do you say his Smythe. Smythe. It could I'm be gonna, Smith with a Y. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just going to play like that. Justin, it's on his big board. Justin sounds like he did a little bit of research this week into his big board. So I'm going to believe, or maybe Justin just had the biggest smokescreen on the mankind. I have another Which, pick, don't I? No, that, that's the last okay. one. That's the end. Right. To recap, Danny has Jalen Waddle, Evan Ingram, Devontae Parker, Durham Smythe. He's eight points off the lead. Justin, who's 48 points off the lead, has Kenny Galladay, Miles Gaskin, Sterling Shepard, and John Ross. And then myself, who's in first place, Saquon Barkley, Mike Gusecki, Darius Slayton, Albert Wilson. Giant factors. Danny, we got some last-minute news. Are you going to do a last-minute change to your ah, giant factor? Do I do it? You have to do it at this do point. Do I do it? Do it. Guys, Daniel Jones is injured again. He, it's become a regular currency stage for D, for Jones. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. He's trying to make a name for himself, but when you can't stay healthy, you got to have someone capable to replace him. Last year in Seattle, a legend was made. Cole McCoy, the sheriff, the OG sheriff, rose from the ashes and beat the Seahawks when no one when no one believed he could. He could, didn't beat Cleveland, but that's not the point. Cole McCoy got it done in Seattle. Daniel Jones has the next train. It, it looks like it's setting itself up again. 
one once again for another legend to rise from the ashes in Miami. Mr. Longneck himself, the sheriff, the new one, the new sheriff in town, Mike Lennon. I believe in him to get the job done. I'm, I I believe Mike Lennon's playing. I think the Giants are playing smokescreen, or they're 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 doing the smokescreen no matter what. They want Miami to think. I Mike Lennon is he? Do I think he's better than Cole McCoy? No, I think Cole McCoy is a better backup in my opinion. But Mike Lennon's a capable backup quarterback. The Giants have weapons. Just how I saw that look. But I, uh, Mike Lennon has the weapons. Kenny Galladay, he's going to have to have a breakout game. Sterling Shepard's back. That's a good security blanket. No Kadarius Tony, unfortunate. But Miami, one of the heavier blitzing teams in the NFL. Throw one out to Kenny Galladay. Give Kenny Galladay these one-on-one opportunities this week. But Mike Lennon, the new sheriff, the man I will put my trust in. If he plays Sunday, the Giants will win. Guaranteed. I will bet my life on it because I trust Mike Lennon that much mike lennon the new sheriff oh, in town baby it's just throwing factor. me off it's just throwing me off that you're saying mike lennon because I'm, I'm doing it because of a certain coach who was recently fired called him glennon and i just call him glennon because of that chucky yeah chucky did it if you watched hard knocks you don't understand he's like glennon get out here so it's oh, weird oh but, him. but i find yeah him him yeah 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 I, I know it's mike lennon i'm not crazy i know okay. i suck at names i was about to be like what it's Mike Lennon, but Mike Lennon, the sheriff, the OG, is my Giants factor. Let's go back of quarterbacks. I hit, I bet my life on those guys. All right. I'm up. Kind of a boring one this week, and it's kind of random. Austin Johnson. <laughs> Austin Johnson, baby. Dolphins run the ball a lot. They like to dedicate themselves to running the ball. Dolphins are not a very good rushing team in general. They're They're kind of bad. They're kind of around the same level and territory as the Giants rushing offense in terms of their productivity and their efficiency. So Austin Johnson, you know, you're kind of, you're, you're kind of Dalvin Thompson, Dalvin Thompson's replacement, right? We don't even want to mention Danny Shelton's name and Danny Shelton's uh, uh, a part of him being a member of this roster. Austin Johnson, you've even stepped up in the pass rushing department too. So be a giant factor this week, help limit this Dolphins rushing offense, make sure that they don't have a really good coming out party against the Giants. Austin Johnson, you're my Giant factor. All right. I'm starting to feel sicker by the minute, and I think all the talking is doing it. So I'm going to keep it simple. Jalen Waddle, he's the player on the other side that we worry about. James Bradbury. Um, I'm assuming you're going to be matched up with him. So you got to win that battle. You win that battle, the Giants defense wins this game. Simple as that. Um, you know, we could score 17 points on offense and we, if we can shut down Jalen Waddle, I think we win this game. So James Bradbury, you're my giant factor. Keeping it short and simple this week. I'll, I'll be honest with you for half a second. I thought you were about to say Jalen Waddle was your giant factor with the way you started. I was like, Jalen, what? Um, maybe we should start picking other players as Jalen, as giant factors, like Jalen Rager, like dude, drop the ball a few times this week. It'll make <laughs> a big difference for us. All right. Quick picks. And before we do quick picks, we got to talk about something. Danny King, you're back in college, right? I am. I mean, you got a few weeks left. Two weeks. A few weeks left until until you go home for like a month straight, right? Yeah. So you want to know what you got to get ready for? What do I got to get ready for? You got to get Roman ready. Oh, you're right. Roman ready. Got to get that pecker ready. Get that pecker ready for the last month during a, hey, uh, reading day. Is that that a thing on your college campus? Reading day? You ain't going to be doing much reading. Reading, baby. (laughs) Don't be doing much reading on reading day. Um, you know, you, you make sure that you're Roman ready. So when the moment for intimacy arrives, you need to be ready, Roman ready. Whether you've been in a relationship for years or you're just getting started or 
you're in the final month and the final stretch at college and you got to get ready for a little bit of uh, intimacy, you better make sure that you are Roman ready. So I want you to get Roman.com slash John Boy. I want you to go to that site now to speak to a U- U.S. licensed healthcare professional about erectile dysfunction and get $15 off your first month of treatment. The benefits of ED treatment can help you reconnect with your partner and rediscover the joy of sex. Roman's system is completely confidential and totally discreet. No big logos or labels or packages or anything. So even, hey, Danny King, if you want to get a big package, to you, will be in your pants. Oh, that's true. Good, good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If you, if you want to get it shipped to you at college or if you live in an apartment, there's going to be nothing that's really obvious and nothing that's going to be really embarrassing. However, ED is not embarrassing. It's something no, that it, like 55% of all, all men experience. So it's common. Get Roman.com slash John boy today. And if you're prescribed, get $15 off your first month of ED tre- treatment. Make sure that you have the confidence and control this fall. And as we're getting close to winter, be ready, be Roman ready. Thank you to Roman. Thank, Thank you, Roman. Roman. You're the best. You're the okay. best, Roman. Um, and you make our wieners the best. All right, <laughs> spread picks. Coming off of an eight and a week myself. Wow. Oh, you 40- went eight and zero, Bobby. Yeah. Oh, I went oh, wow. eight and zero. Forty nine and forty six on tour. I needed it too because I went under five hundred. Wow. I was, I was pretty depressed. <laughs> that, I was that- like. I was like, oh my god, I freaking had two bad weeks in a row. I went under 500. I'm never going to recover. You, you might got to put Gamble Expert in your bio. Recovered. 49 and 46 overall. Listeners who will be represented by Jacob Brown went 6 and 2 last week. They're 46 and 49. Justin went 2 and 6. He sucks. 41 and 54. <laughs> uh, and then Danny, who was in first place, went 5 and 3 last week. Is a 53 and 42. But I'm only four games back now, where I was seven games back and I felt like it was insurmountable. Now it's not insurmountable. First game, Thursday Night Football, Cowboys at Saints, plus six. Listeners going Cowboys minus six. If Taysom Hill wasn't starting, I might I might have picked the Saints. But I'm, I'm going Cowboys minus six, even though the Saints are 2-0 and under, with Taysom Hill as their QB. Justin, who do you got? Cowboys minus six. Daniel. I mean, like here it says the Cowboys aren't are like the have the least likely chance to cover, but I'm gonna rock with the Cowboys. They're gonna have a get right game this tonight against uh, the New Orleans of Saints. I guess I won't do the Thursday night football tweet because we're all picking the same pick. Not doing that. Thanks, guys. All right, we got Chargers at Bengals minus three. Danny, who are you going in this one? Wow, this this game plays with my heart because I really like the Bengals, but I'm also a big time Justin Herbert believer. Eh, I'm gonna rock with the. The Cincinnati Bengals this week as the minus three favorites. I'm going to take Joey B, Jamar C, and Jesse Bates. The listeners went Chargers plus three. Justin, who are you siding with, Danny or the listeners? I'm siding with Danny, unfortunately. The Chargers defense is not that great, so Bengals minus three. Unfortunately, you guys are siding with me as well. I'm going Bengals minus three. I, I, I'm not the biggest Chargers believer this year. Can I, you know, just to be real with you. So, Brandon, stay there. Great. Those press conferences, get your, make your defense better. Yeah. <laughs> um. And I, th- I think Joe Joe Burrow wins this one. This was the I can't find an eighth game. Uh, let me find the closest spread game of the week. This game's fun. I'll be honest. Cardinals at Bears plus seven and a half. I looked at the wrong game. I was close to pitting the Bears. No, but I just I remembered how bad their offensive line is, and it's like, oh my gosh, Arizona's going to eat them alive. And I went Cardinals minus seven and a half. Justin, it sounds like you're going Cardinals minus seven and a half too. I mean, just out of principle, I have to pick against uh, the Bears every single week, and we were right last week. That was like one of the two games that I got right. Um, give me Cardinals minus seven and a half. Marcus Golden has two sacks. 
I mean, you could pick the Bears. No, the Bears lost the spread last week, Justin. Yeah. They won no, by two. What? The spread was three. Yeah. You, you, I mean, you could, yeah, it's unfortunate. Oh, I mean, shoot. I mean, I'm going to be rocking with the Cardinals, whether it's Cole McCoy or Kyler Murray. It's probably going to be Kyler this week, and that's just obviously a big boost for Arizona. And the Bears, like you said, they're just not good. Is it if, – if the Bears lose, is Nagy gone, though? Because that was the talk against Detroit. If he lost, he's gone. Is he a week-on-week basis now? It's interesting. be interesting. I think the owners, like, they let it leak out, and they realize, like, hey, you probably shouldn't leak out that you're going to fire the coach three, four days before the game. Yeah, especially against the Lions. That's so they realize that, hey, we can't do this because this is going to look really bad on us. Yeah, unfortunate. Um, so we're all going Cardinals. Listeners went Cardinals as well. I'm really looking forward to this next game, by the way. All right, Washington at Raiders minus two and a half. Tell us how, why you were looking forward to it, Danny. Because this is just like a game with a lot on like Washington's kind of – Washington's lurking right now. Dallas is weak. Washington's lurking in the shadows. The Raiders had to get right game against Dallas. Like Raiders look solid. Two teams fighting for their – Washington mainly fighting for their playoff lives. I believe they might be in the wild card spot now. Raiders still trying to prove they can overcome the challenges from these early on in the season. Raiders, what, two-and-a-half-point favorite? I'll be honest. I'm feeling the football team this week. I'm going to be picking the Washington football team. Wow. I am going Raiders minus two-and-a-half. I was worried this was going to be one of those games where we all picked the same one, but we're not. Justin, are you going with me or Danny? I, unfortunately for Danny, I'm going with Danny again. I don't think Darren Waller's playing, um, and that kind of hurts the Raiders. So give me Washington plus two and a half. Me and the listeners are going Raiders. And I also pulled off a major trade in the fantasy league because Dalvin Cook got hurt. Um, Antonio Gibbs is not my running back. Is Dalvin Cook going to be back for the fantasy playoffs? That's I, I'm under the impression he won't be because the championship's December 20th. I'm, I'm, I'm uncertain. That's me thinking I'll make it to the championship, so I'm going to believe he's not coming back. So Because I, I have him. This week is the last week before the playoffs, and then I'll have a bye week most likely. So it's like I can I can survive two weeks without him, but I don't know if I can survive. The, I can win the championship. And I've I, never won the championship. I've taken second place a few times. And I'm like a, I'm like a gold Yahoo Fantasy football member too, but I just have never been able to seal the deal. Like I'm, I'm consistently good every year. Like I, I've missed the playoffs like once in the past 10 years. It's just I – I can't finish the deal. I'm like the freaking Buffalo Bills yeah. of fantasy football. I, I traded Cook to uh, Coffee for uh, Antonio Gibson. I basically traded a good chunk of my team for Antonio Gibson. Ravens at Steelers plus four and a half. Listeners are going Ravens, Ravens minus four and a half. This is too much big of a spread for AFC North Ravens versus Steelers. I'm going Steelers plus four and a half just out of principle. It's like when the Steelers and Ravens, this is going to be a close game. So I, I think the Ravens will win the game by three, but the Steelers will cover plus four and a half. Justin. I'm going with the listeners. I think the Steelers stink, and the Ravens have a bounce-back game. They do, but the Steelers are still going to cover. J- Danny. Uh, I'll decide with Justin. Ben Roethlisberger just looked terrible on Sunday. He just looked terrible. Can we see Dwayne Haskins for the end of the year? That's my one request. I they want Dwayne Haskins. They aren't going to play him. They're going to play – anyone who's around Dwayne Haskins realizes, like, oh, why do we have him? No, I know. Like, it's funny that they picked him up and they started Mason Rudolph. But, yeah, I mean, Big Ben looks horrible. And Mason Rudolph's horrible, too. Yeah, oh, he's terrible. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to rock with Lamar and the Ravens. Niners at Seahawks plus three. Who do you got in this one, Danny? Niners. Uh, uh, eh. mm, Niners. Niners. I, I, I think the Niners. And now the Seahawks are just not good. They're not good. And they just picked up Adrian Peterson. They're just The, the Seahawks are not good. I mean, they're frauds. Russell Wilson, fraud. Pete Carroll, Whoa. fraud. DK Metcalf, who I traded away, fraud. They're all frauds over there in Seattle. 
I agree about the Seahawks, but the, here's the thing. is I keep on just picking the Seahawks, and I think I'm just going to keep picking the Seahawks until it happens. I'm going Seahawks plus three. Justin, who are you siding with? Have Danny and I agreed every single pick? I'm going 49ers minus three. Oh, God, we might have. <laughs> yeah, you guys literally have agreed oh, on every pick. Danny, my God. this is going to be a I bad might, week, What have bro. I done? It's going to be what a bad week, I, bro. And I've disagreed on three of those picks, and I'm back four games. So these next two games are important. Listeners also went 49ers. Wait, hold with hold on. One more thing with the 49ers. Did you see that the Ian Rappaport said that the 49ers, that the Seahawks, I'm sorry, I, I said 49ers. See that Ian Rappaport said that the, the Seahawks signing uh, Adrian Peterson means that they're in win-now mode? <laughs> Did he really? I, this is a serious football take that I have. My headphones have been really high this whole time, so hopefully there's not too much echo in the audacity. This is a serious football take that I have. Saquon Barkley is going to be a Seattle Seahawk. Oh. We'll see. Oh. oh. We will see. Um, They don't have any first-rounders to trade, though. Oh, yeah, Saquon's worth the first-rounder. I mean, they'll have a first-rounder. Someone will trade a first-round pick for Saquon, I guarantee it. All right, Broncos at Chiefs minus 9.5. I mean, this is just too big of a spread for the Chiefs right now. Like, if this were the Chiefs last year, sure. But I'm going Broncos plus 9.5. Listeners went Chiefs, though. Danny, who do you got? Broncos, they're they're a fun team. Broncos, modern life. I mean, I... I'm gonna have to. Re- can we also can we make this clear? They they thought this was the best game to flex into Sunday Night Football. I swear there was a better game to do this week. They're like, nah, Broncos Chiefs. I swear there was a better game to do this. Why week. wouldn't there? They should have done Chargers Bengals. Like, thank you. That's Burrow, what it is. It was Chargers Bengals. Burrow and Herbert are gonna be a staple in the AFC for hopefully the yeah. next like 10, 10 years plus. Two small market teams though. Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, but I I will also be signing with Bobby and the Broncos. I I the Chiefs. Yeah, they had a good game, but they're just they're 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 not the Chiefs of old. So I think the and, Broncos. Aaron Rodgers on the bye week. I'm starting for Bridgewater and Fancy. So hopefully, mm, Broncos. I respect him. Justin, who do you got? Yeah, I'm also gonna go uh, Broncos plus nine and a half. You know, they play the the two high. You know, um, Vangio with the two high, and that you know that seems to give Pat Mahomes some problems. So Broncos plus nine and a half. All right, Monday Night Football. We usually don't put Monday Night Football on it, but it's maybe the best game of the week. It is the oh, best yeah. game. Oh, yeah. Is is Manning going to be on this yes. one? Yes. Nice. I'm sick. I don't know why they put it on the Giants game because, like, you know Giants fans aren't going to watch it. Anyways. I watched it. I thought, it, was, I thought it, it helped me enjoy the game. I heard they were just trashing Jason Garrett on the Bucks. They game. Oh, yeah. they uh, The timeout usage, they were trashing on him. Julian Allen was funny. I think Al Michael was Al Michaels on that week. He might have no. Been. He was in the week before because I remember I, I remember tweeting that he's extremely. Oh, oh, it was Parcells. Like, he gambles. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was Parcells. Like, wow, Rice. so interesting. It, it was honestly very good, but this, they were needed last week. But they're gonna be so fun to listen to this week. Al Michaels is so boring. It's, it's like it's wow, he good, calls though. plays. Wow, what an interesting fella. Um, Patriots at Bills minus two and a half. Justin, who are you going? Pats, hottest team in the NFL. Bills turn over the ball, and Patriots defense is really, really good. Playing the most complimentary football in the National Football League. Patriots, my uh, Patriots plus two and a half. Danny, I should probably go to this game. Like it's only like an hour. Away wow, this game. Like now that I think about you it, you should. I probably should. It's gonna be cold uh, as hell. Oh yeah, tickets are gonna be expensive as hell too. Yeah, that is true. So, like, do we know like what future Giants GM Louis Riddick is thinking for this game? I'm very intrigued. Dude, I'm starting to get worried about that. <laughs> I really am. I'm really starting to get worried about that. 
It's I'm too really many nervous. people are making hints at that, and it's really starting to worry me. I, yeah. It makes me. It really does scare the crap. They're going to interview him, and don't be alarmed. They're going to interview. They're going to interview him. But hopefully I, he's not hot. But I'm scared oh, it's going to happen, man. After the Giants game, when like people are like we need Lewis Riddick as our GM, I'm like, guys, calm down. You 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 have gone off the rails. And I heard, yeah, I'm it was Bart. It was Bart Scott today. Bart Scott today said, uh, um, are you gonna are you gonna make the trade for Russell Wilson to the Giants? Uh, Bart Scott said to Lewis Riddick. Uh, oh yeah, I think it was today. Yeah, so. it's starting to scare me. I mean, that guy said like Dwayne Haskins was a clear cut number one QB. Like over not just Daniel Jones over Kyler Murray would have not picking a left tackle in 2020. Um. Would have still taken Saquon. Like, gosh, I, we, I, I killed the mood. I brought up Lewis Riddick. That's on me. Bad guy move. Uh, I am. I'm in agreement with Justin. The Patriots are one of the better teams <laughs> in the NFL right now, and I don't know how they're not the favorites this week. I get this. The Bills. Uh, no, I just realized. What am I doing? Circle the wagons, bro. I just chose against the wagons. Oh no. You can still pick the Bills. I, I, I can't do it this week. I can't. I Because, I, Bobby, you're on my tail, and I need to pick the Patriots because I do believe they are better than the Buffalo Bills right now. Listeners went Bills. I, you guys picking the Patriots makes me want to go Bills. I'm really hoping I forced your hand right there. And you guys literally picked the same pick for every single game. <laughs> oh, boy. But oh, boy. I'm just kind of all in on the Patriots. Like, I think I'm just rooting for the Patriots to win the Super Bowl this year. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a hardcore. Like, I love Bill Belichick. You know, he's... He's like on that group of football heroes of mine. I love Bill, and I want to see him get it done. I really do. And I thought I'm going Patriots plus two and a half. Predictions for Giants versus Dolphins. Danny, what do you got? Uh, the Giants, the Giants, the Giants. What are they going to do? Are they going to make a playoff run? Probably not. This is the week. Like, obviously, last week was Freddie Kitchen's first game. This is the week. If we're going to see real change, this is the week. But Glennon, Jones, I, I, I – I realistically don't. I know, Bobby, so you think uh, Glennon's going to start. I, I'm i thinking Jake Fromm's going to start at this point. Um, Giants are going to win in Miami, though. That's a joke. Uh, Giants are going to win in Miami. I, don't know, I can't even think of a score because I just legitimately don't know how this game will play out. Uh, you know, I'll say 22-11. I'm going to throw a random score out there this week. There New York go. Giants could beat Miami and start a very long road trip. 22-11. I'm actually rooting for that to happen now. Is that Scorigami? That might be Scorigami. I don't know. Can I? I'm I'm surprised at how much people love Scorigami. Like those tweets, whenever they happen, get like eighty thousand likes. Because it's just fun. It's just like. Yeah, I'm being I'm being a grump today. I'm just like I'm like ooh wow it's a. Yeah, I'm, I'm being a grump. I get it. Justin, who? What's your uh, prediction for Giants Dolphins? Road to nine and eight. Don't do it. It's gonna continue. Don't do it. Giants win. They will go 5-7. and seven. Giants 26, Dolphins 13. It will be an easy game. Maybe not in the third quarter, but in the fourth quarter, we're going to be breathing a sigh of relief and celebrating a good victory. I actually thought about making this a 2-0 game, but I can't force it. I really can't force that. No. Like, it's, like, it's too early. Because, you know, the injury with the quarterback... I thought about it and I'm sick and it's like, but it's like, I can't force it. Like I actually have to feel it and I just don't feel it. Um, you know, like I feel like this is, you know, maybe if we're playing, you know, the Patriots or something or Dallas, no, let's win. This is the dolphins. Let's win this freaking game. Exactly. Let's this do team it. At one point of the season was one and seven. We got to win this game. Giants 77 dolphins zero. By the way, we don't lose the Florida teams. Okay. We appreciate uh-huh. you guys. 
We'll see you on Monday. Actually, we lost to the Bucks a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I was about we'll to see be like, you. Ah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we don't lose to the Dolphins, is what I meant to say. Uh, we appreciate you guys. We'll see you on Monday. Chris Myrick revenge game. Chris Myrick revenge game. Chris Myrick revenge game. Patrick Graham revenge game. Chris Myrick revenge game. We appreciate you guys. Matt Skura and Bernardrick McKinney were on their uh, teams for training camp and got cut. Revenge game. Bernardrick McKinney and, and Matt Skura were on the Dolphins for training camp and got cut. Revenge game. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you on Monday for a victory podcast. Until then, let's go big blue.